I see you, pop culture cake audience. I, Jake, hey, we're here to talk about Avatar from 2009, and I'm joined by Adam. Hey, Brent. You okay there, buddy? Uh, I'm, and Forrest. Uh, hey, Brett. Knock twice if you're being held hostage. <laughs> and Squeaky McSqueakerson, Dan. Hi, Dan. Dan? Oh, yeah, Dan, that's your new name. Cause... You, you've been renamed for your squeakiness. Yeah, you got you. Every time you squeak, you lose a, a letter from the end of your name. <laughs> oh, God. It's actually Dane. It's actually Dane. Hey, Dane. I see you, Brent. Oh, thanks, man, for actually going full circle in the bit. I did, it's not that I thought that everyone should do that, but I th- what I'm saying is that that was an excellent you, sir. Get your E back. <laughs> <laughs> oh oh okay so now we all know yeah forrest congratulations on having the most letters in your name <laughs> i've got the most to lose yeah, yeah. <laughs> well also the like if this is a game of you can Forrest's make the most mistakes brent yeah. dane and i have like four four and five and then you have like 17 you're gonna win yeah I can miss the basket 17 times and still yeah. <laughs> still have some letters just throw it over your shoulder uh-huh. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, so we're what we are going to talk about Avatar. But before we start, I wanted to kind of set the stage here for to give context for like what. Okay, here, it'll make sense when I start asking questions. Adam, when did you see this movie last? I last. Oh my goodness, uh, three days ago. Okay, Dane, when did you see this movie last? I think I watched it back in either October or November. I'm okay. Forrest, when did you watch this movie last? 26 minutes ago. (laughs) And I watched this movie last in 2016. Okay. (laughs) Okay. Okay. So here's here's the question for you, Brent. When we were assigned Mm -hmm. this task, did you not expect us to watch the movie? No, 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 no. I know. Yeah, a little bit. I mean, I kind of assumed that some of us were going to watch it. I did not think that everyone was going to watch it. Okay, 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 okay. Least, Can I like, give a major caveat to my watching of the movie? Yes. It was only because my roommate was literally like, what else should we do? And you were like, well, I have this podcast. I have to do an episode no, on. No, I didn't even offer that. She was just like, I'm going to watch the Blue People movie. This was Christmas Day, the 26th, observed by the Banks. And she was like, I don't know what to do with three hours of my life. And I was like, you want, I mean, you're going to watch Avatar? And she was like, yes. And I was like, okay. This happened to work out for you. Literally, yes. And I'm assuming Dane watched it in preparation for the new Avatar. That is correct. Yeah. And then, Forrest, you watched it for this podcast. Yeah, I'm, I'm nothing if not a professional. I, and, I, and I did not watch it. I don't want to watch it. Even though I, I I was the one who suggested we do this, but that kind of tracks with my personality. No, you're gonna have you're it's... gonna have the most interesting somehow. I bet. No, I'm putting you on the spot, so maybe I'm altering the course of history in a negative no, way. No, you just have to wait. Yeah. Like 25 minutes from now, Brent's just gonna come out, like kicking the door down, being like, "Okay, here's how it is." <laughs> Well, that's I what I mean. I feel like somehow you're also going to have the most insightful thing to say. <laughs> I don't. Um, I don't think so. I think that all of my takes are kind of stale. But I, I will do my best as 
as is as is my duty. I the first time, when was the first time y'all watched this movie? Because here's the thing, I probably watched it in 2009. My, me and my buddy went to Hall's Video Express, which was the combination video rental slash tanning salon place in town. Rented no the movie. No way. Is that true? That's actually yeah, true. Are, Don't Google like, it. Don't be creepy. But that's the description. That is the, that is literally what this place does. Anyway, so we get home, put the movie <laughs> on, pay attention for like 20 minutes, and then just start doing other things. So like what I remembered from this movie is that it could not, we could not care less. <laughs> and I don't know if that's a quality of the movie or more of a quality of us. Uh, like I feel like that kind of goes on my whole like, you know, not really paying attention sort of vibe. No, but, what you're talking about, Forrest. You've only ever paid attention. Oh, a thousand percent of attention all the time. Uh, but I, I don't know. I, I don't know. I, I feel like, and I kind of feel like that was this movie's aura for a long time, right? That was like the joke. Like, for whom? Okay. This I'm movie sorry. came out. No, no. Specifically, the movie came out. It was very. It was, in air quotes, very important for like a couple weeks, and then everybody forgot about the movie, right? That is the joke. That is the joke, but I disagree. Okay. <laughs> tell me tell me what your take on this was when it originally okay. came out. Well, hold on. Do we want to continue on the when did I first see this movie question, or do we want to go into the fight between Forrest and I? <laughs> I do want to. I have. I, I, this I is a conversation, you know. Like, just let's just I, take it anywhere, any way it goes. Okay. I, so okay. I do want to. So, I do want to push towards the first seeing it, though. For me, I do want. I do want that to be what we talk. Do you want to talk about when we first saw the movie? Okay. So I first saw the movie in theaters when 3D was at its height, hmm. which I honestly would say was with this movie. It was a new piece of technology when CGI was proven to be a viable form of animation in a way that basically was a middle finger to the Star Wars franchise of the early 2000s. Because James wait, Cameron... Wait, 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 wait. Why, why is this a middle finger to the Star Wars franchise? Because the... I don't, I don't follow. Okay. Because episodes one, two, and three were so bad and had so much money attached to them and looked awful. And then James Cameron came in and was just like, what if CGI looked good? And people really couldn't distinguish it from reality. Well, I mean, we're not implying you're not implying that he made this movie to spite. And no, no, I'm not. I'm just saying that for (laughs) me, the viewer, I was like, oh, so this is what this is what CGI can do. Sci fi Mm -hmm. could have been. And it was so impressive and so overwhelmingly good as a story that I was just like, oh, okay, Avatar by James Cameron is going to be the next defining movie. I was wrong. But the point is, is that the movie forgot. No one forgot about it. Everyone's been talking about it for 10 years, being like, it's forgotten. You Mm. You can't talk about something being forgotten and also not remember it. Gotcha. Um, so it's like it, it's like it, it it proves the point or it disproves its own point. Exactly. I'm saying it's an inherent contradiction. The movie is good and people respected it and it was memorable enough and made a big enough splash that it it created a ripple effect all the way until this very year. So that's my point. Dan, okay. when did you first watch it? 
Yeah, I actually vividly remember seeing this movie for the first time. I actually saw it with my cousin. It kind of was became a, a tradition of going to see midnight premieres with him. So that was a good time. I remember the 3D being very groundbreaking because James Cameron didn't do cheesy 3D effects coming out of the screen at you. I remember the film being very immersive as I was watching it. The 3D kind of drew you into the setting in, in, in a way that was very subtle and, and I liked a lot. And I feel like that movie actually really kind of set the kind of set 3d back into vogue for a bit i I know it's fallen out uh, since that time but i feel like movies started doing 3d again after avatar and they did do it the same way as as james cameron did so it kind of you know fell out of favor but yeah i i I enjoyed it for what it was at the time it did it did feel like the story was well we don't have to to oh okay sorry yeah 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 yeah, yeah. we don't need to we'll we'll do that next we'll double Uh, back on that yeah, we'll double back. You, you can even start. I'm just going to get my dumb bit out. And then I saw it in oh, 2009. No, I mean, just my words. I saw it in 2009. Okay, Dan, go ahead. No, what's the <laughs> bit? <laughs> yeah, that, that, that was bit. it. That was the bit. I saw it when it came out. I saw it when you it came out. You don't remember a minute of it. You don't recall the characters, uh, names, any of it. He, he I, saw us. He saw. Yeah. <laughs> and he remembered I that. Saw, I saw yeah, it in 2009. Nope. I have seen it you since it. then. Yeah, I've seen it since then, but I I don't have any. I don't remember what theater. I don't remember. I know what I, I remember. I remember what I felt, and that's going to be more in line with like talking about it. You know what I mean? So sure, yeah. So so Dane, go ahead and tell me what tell me about your your thoughts on the story. Well, should I talk about my rewatch of it recently, or should? I... Oh yeah, yeah. We we cannot. I don't think we can we can feasibly reach into our brains and. Like have a, a we can have a vague memory of what our thoughts were from that time, but I think it's yeah, more yeah yeah I so back then I was politically a much different person, and I you know naive and and, and stuff so yeah wow. I I would joked around with people about how it was just you know Pocahontas with blue people, but when I rewatched it fairly recently I I had a new appreciation for the show because it really doesn't shy away from showing imperialism and exploitation and what i think james cameron captures very well is how these people who are human beings and stuff like that they just go along with what is really terrible cruelty and violence like it's just another day in the office and i'm not sure we want to get into the sequel yeah but uh, he does a good i think james cameron gets it I think my next question, actually, before we we get into this, is who has seen the sequel? I have not. I saw it. I have. I I have seen it also. So, Dane, you and I need to be careful about coloring this movie with our thoughts on from the second movie. Literally scheduled uh, time to see it on like second. So yeah. So we will not we will not be spoiling the sequel, but we will be and Dane and I will be trying very hard to not allow you know like retrograde. I think we're both capable of doing that too, but. We will not. There will be no spoilers for the sequel. There will be all the spoilers for the previous film, the first one. And yes, the fourteen-year-old film. If you haven't seen it, <laughs> go see it. Well, traditionally, we're really bad about saying that. It's not that it matters, but yeah, I mean, I think it's Fern Gully. I thought. I, I mean, that's like a tired no, take. So it's like, okay. Yeah. It so is. is Pocahontas. Yeah. So is Pocahontas. But 
those are both tired takes. But if I still you want to go with Dances with Wolves, I'd actually believe you. It's also Dances with Wolves. Oh, it's but all I, I haven't. It's all yeah. It's all. I feel like it's all. I feel like it's all three. I, I haven't seen it re- as recently as you guys. So I, I think I'm more interested. I'll, I'll give the mic back to to what whoever forced well okay so i can take it for a second because i was wondering if we were going to get into like there's a couple things we can get into right the banality of evil and that's sort of where i think you were going dane of like you have all these people who work for i don't remember the name of the corporation but they work for this corporation the shareholders like the corporation it's okay. Wayland yutani it doesn't matter yeah 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 okay yeah, 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 yeah they exactly. work for Wayland. exactly <laughs> And they need to like provide for the shareholders, and they don't want to. They don't want to like mess with the natives because it's bad for. They even said that like directly that it's you know a bad look, but they'll do it if they quote unquote have to. And so like you have all these people, and what I, like struck me is that you've got Sigourney Weaver's character, like you have all these scientist types who are like we got to be respectful, we got to be like <laughs> take like a soft approach. We're we're gonna come in and we're gonna like try to teach English. We're gonna do all these things. But they know who they work for, right? And I'm wondering if we wanted to get into a little bit of like, have you ever had a job? You ever had a job where you were like, eh, maybe I shouldn't do this. (laughs) Maybe I shouldn't Um, think about this too much. Yes. Yes, I do currently, and I can't talk about it. Right. I mean, kind of same, but. I don't have anything particularly smart to say about that. I just wanted to bring up the topic and see if anybody had any. No, it's it's a very legitimate consideration because the scientist characters play basically picaresque heroes. So what I mean by that is that they know that they're stealing from both sides of the equation. They're stealing from the corporation to make sure that they can steal the information from the natives, right? Like, that's the whole bit of the movie. I don't know if it's moral, but they are morally questionable people. And the entire story is more or less getting at the fact of, are they in the right in the end? And because they side with the Navi, the native people, seems that they are. But I'm not sure if that's actively true. I don't know. Yeah, the movie wants you to sympathize with them in the end. I think the movie wants you to question them. At the beginning, but then eventually, like they are the quote unquote good guys in the end. And I'm just the, like, them, I don't know, movie. <laughs> yeah, them I don't know, movie. You know, no, yes, because like, okay, my question is like, they're trying to research and exploit the tree network. At the end of the day, when Sigourney Weaver like plugs into the, I don't remember the name of the god. Awa, I'm gonna get thank you when she walked up to it or well was being carried up to it in my most recent watching I was like so they're gonna they're gonna like gonna kill it right like the scientists are gonna just like steal its DNA and somehow that's gonna destroy oh. I, I, I don't know where you're getting this like nefarious scientist thing. I didn't get that vibe from Sigourney you, you, have, you have to I don't know. Maybe it's just because I've been plugged in recently to the fact that like science is some sort of pseudo religion that's heavily invested in eugenics. That may be just my own personal bias. Whoa. 
Let's okay. Let's scrap the main topic and just talk about this. <laughs> what really? You no, want to go, go into that? I was like, no, 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 no. I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> no, no, no. Only if you want to. And I actually, let's so let's stick to a topic for a while. <laughs> yeah, I don't think there are any redeemable characters that aren't. See, Nazi. that's what I'm. That's what I'm getting at. Like, I don't, is it enough to be like, hey, I think murder is wrong, but ostensibly they've been, the scientists yes. have been there for years. Is it enough to be like, I think murder is wrong, and then you get, that's good enough to make up for sidelining it? Also, Jake Sully is a piece of shit. Like, I, yeah. Yeah. Let's yeah, talk about how we is. feel about Jake. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Let's, let, let's dive in. Main character, Jake Sully dumbass from earth who is a marine who suddenly lucks into a multi what what how much would we say trillion billion dollar project i think sure. they say yeah. i think they say the bodies are millions of dollars or something ridiculous but yeah right but future, like i'm talking like about like future, the project like overall. future bucks yeah right. I, I i yeah the project overall sure jake Sully is a piece of garbage like is not redeemable it is white savior like the yep. he, he is an extremely a white savior character. I don't care that he feels bad and or like it, I don't care that he's like, oh, I'm sorry. I you know, they're going to look. OK, here's the thing here. He, there's a lot to be said. There's some interesting stuff to be said about him being a disabled veteran who was not taken care of by this late stage capitalist society, you know, definitely things that kind of echo where we are at in our world today. And that, you know, he was in a world where there are mech suits and that you, where you can fully clone an alien, an alien species. Okay. To then insert your consciousness into the idea that, and, and, and the, if I remember correctly, the Colonel or the general, whatever does say that he can get new legs. It, so yes. what does that communicate is that they just don't give him new legs because it's not financially beneficial, whatever, right? Exactly. Capitalism. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. No, it's very interesting things about society, that, but they don't, they drop immediately and if for the rest of this movie. And I think that's fair because you, this movie is already too long. But, but then Jake like, so gets access to these new legs in his, in his Navi body and is per, like purposely playing a double agent like true like actively participating in the double agent stuff so that he can keep using his legs and just because he falls in love with with materi it's like okay hey they're gonna do some crazy bad stuff but brother you waited until the bird like the tree the tree is minutes away from burning and then we're like and then the the and then the what's the god again the tree god awa 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 is like Hey, bud, I can, I know I can read your whole mind. I can see your whole spirit. You've got a pure heart based on some metric. And I know that you're the reason that this tree went down because you didn't actively go against it and you co-signed it, but you get to keep your new legs, but don't even worry about it. It's all good. It's all sick. Gnarly dude. Twit like, like, but so many Navi die. <laughs> so yeah. much like of that forest Dozens, if not hundreds. Rodriguez dies. People die, right? Oh, and, oh! You're fast forwarding to the end battle. Yes, absolutely. And it's not enough. It's not enough that that he's like. It's just. It screams of like it's it screams of like white liberalism, mm -hmm. in that it's like, 
I don't know, dude. I don't. I also have a very. I have a less than ideally from the creation aspect, from like a metatextual perspective, and some of it I have to be very careful because some of it does lean onto my understanding that I've gotten from the next movie. But I can even say for some of this stuff that I think that the the Navi are coded in a strange way. That they're it's like coded in a way that could be read as true analogs to Earth Nate like indigenous peoples is problematic for me. It just, it just feels very pat on our back. Look, we're doing it. We're nailing it. We're talking, we're taking down capitalism. And I just don't believe it because it's a two point seven, two point eight yeah, billion was, dollar movie. I was going to say, somehow you took money from Disney Corp and you're oh, well, well, taking hold down on capitalism. Now. Hold on now. I, having just listened to the Communist Manifesto recently, Marx specifically said in the transition uh, from capitalism, capitalism will create within the bourgeois class people that are opposed to capitalism. So I, I, yeah. I do believe liberals that they're no, no, not liberals, not liberals. People who genuinely get it, like Engels himself, was the heir of a wealthy fortune from a bunch of mills, and, and you know, like they're it, yeah. just because someone is is wealthy and benefits from the system does not mean that they okay. don't. Okay, yeah, you're right. Th- but did Marx conceive of the world of cinema? I don't know, but I mean, I'm just saying, I'm just saying that there are people in access to those funds, artists in a sense, that can still put out media that is anti-capitalism. And it, right, we, shouldn't I, say, we shouldn't just say, oh, it's a multi-billion dollar corporation. Therefore, it can't possibly... True, it's like a no true Scotsman situation, you know? But but I while I agree with that sentiment, we are not talking about... We are talking... We're, we are talking about... Well, I, I want to be careful because av- the first Avatar was not a Disney movie. Okay. Right. So that, that was important. Okay. So dis we are the 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 franchise now is a Disney movie, Disney operation. Yeah. It is multifaceted. Conglomeration. Right. What I'm questioning is that more I think more accurately what I'm questioning is if James Cameron cares about these things that he's talking about. Because I know he loves the fucking ocean. Don't get me wrong. The dude is obsessed. But if what I'm not I'm not questioning his love of the ocean and his love of nature and that he the the point of the the point of the movie is to talk about how we're destroying the planet. Not really questioning that. I'm more concerned about the human aspect, the individual aspect because it's not like James Cameron has a long history of being a super chill dude who <laughs> is really into keeping people safe and vibey he's obsessed with water is what i think this movie and all of his last few movies have been about is he's obsessed with the ocean right he's obsessed with with technology but like in in titanic and in the abyss right in these movies that were people were injured right people were put in danger so i i that he was younger this is stuff that's like 30 years old yeah but he's not a humanist he's an artist I think I think he's an artist first, humanist third, yeah. nature naturalist That's what I'm second, to say, maybe. Yeah. So he's got he's got a little bit too much of like big Kubrick energy and not <laughs> right. <laughs> oh so no. From, from a macro scale, we're seeing like from a macro scale in the story, we see the nat- destruction of nature and all these like bigger act these bigger act points are very much communicating what you what some of you are talking about, where it's like we are destroying the planet. 
this is bad, capitalism bad, industrialism is going to destroy our natural resources. The parts that frustrate me are not that, because I think that message is kind of unrefutable and clearly communicated. The parts that frustrate me are that Jake Sully is a good person and that Sigourney Weaver is a good person. And okay. that, why does that frustrate you? Because I understand, but like, can you go further into that? Well, it just that feels extremely shallow. That almost it that part of it communicates, I think, to people who are participating in bad systems or who are cruel in their desire to pursue something that is personally gratifying to them, as justified so long as the ends are somewhat better than what they were before. Like that Jake Sully at the end of the movie is a heroic figure because he kicked the humans off the planet when nothing that they did couldn't have been done earlier. They didn't win because something happened late game that gave them the advantage. They could have won at any point based on how the conflict could like resolves itself. So what had to happen for them for Jake Sully to change his mind? is a massive loss of life event and an extremely hating hit to their like socio-political religious like spiritual structure like these they 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 that they communicate that the that the tree and that the whole system and by virtue of their weird ponytail nerve tentacles are like this interconnected nervous system it is insane then if we were to apply any level of sentience to the living like the plants and to the animals not a, let alone the Navi who are clearly sentient, that they that Jake Sully was able to allow or was willing to allow so much suffering to take place before quote unquote yeah. being being the white man so, to radicalize. So, okay, yeah. okay. Let me yeah, let's jump in here. So what I'm hearing you say is that Jake Sully is possibly the true villain of the piece because he understood the full effect of his actions and still perpetrated them. I think they're all villains. I think anybody who is not a Navi is a villain. Yeah, they're all true villains because at, okay. because without the colonel, without the company, Jake Sully would never have been there, and also without them, this would have okay. happened. Right there they, well, uh, at every level of every level where the human structure is applied, they are fucking the worst. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Let's push back just a little for the sake of argument. Not saying I agree, but. Sigourney Weaver in her confrontation with the CEO is like doing her best to explain exactly what we're talking about, where it's just like, this is all connected. They're all one being you're conducting a genocide. You need to stop. Yeah. I think that's more, I think that is more gray, right? How, because what I will say, what I will say is that Sigourney Weaver's character from this is like a little bit of outside meta knowledge is that, is that, Sigourney Weaver is is in that role. She has said that she was manifesting an idealized version of James Cameron to like that. That's who she was oh. trying to play. Oh, so, I didn't so know that. Okay. When you see people who are particularly successful in certain fields, there is an obsession and a, a singular focus, right? That type of energy, a Kubrick, a Van Gogh, whatever, whatever. They have these extremely highly focused personalities that allow them to push past other qualms, barriers, and things that, along with luck and talent, right? These are there are many points to success. But you see that there are frequently these people who are extremely focused, right? Sigourney Weaver's character is a little bit more gray because what is she going to do in that system? And she does what she can do. But she participated in the system because of her obsession with 
researching and understanding this planet. She bought right. in. She yeah. she got paid. And it's not to say that if she, what what would happen if she didn't take the job, somebody okay, else okay, would take the just, job. I, what I'm what I'm saying is that she but, it benefited her until it didn't. Yes, because that's how knowledge works. So like Yes, I'm not defending her actions in the slightest. She shows up with Tani Corp and they fund her research. And then she finds out just what a level of monstrosity they are perpetrating. Is that at the same level as Jake, who has completely bought in, is working with them actively, whereas the scientists under her character are actively in opposition to them? Basically, from the time Jake arrives and Sigourney Weaver says, they're shitting on us. They're actively shitting on us. They're and both, then goes on. Both, I think that they both have different levels of the same type of stuff, right? Because Jake Sully is okay. also, is like, wants his legs back, right? And there's, I think, yes. if I remember correctly, there's a little bit of lying to him early on about the nature of the aggression. But he's also a Marine. He knows what violence is. He knows how we enact violence. Sigourney right. Weaver is a high-level scientist and knows and is clearly aware of the levels and the systems in which she is attempting to subvert or 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 allowing and is too clearly well-educated enough to say that she could not or would not understand the implications of like the failure of peace as an option but but who is the more culpable is it jake suley who actively contributes to their imminent demise or Sigourney Weaver's character, who I don't remember the name of the character, but who is actively trying to resist them up until the moment of the conflict. I'm, I'm not just sure. what do you what do you, what do you right? Guys? And that's what I'm trying to say. As I'm saying, oh, go ahead, Forrest. I mean, I don't know if it. I'm not trying to like rank, you know, like S tier bad, A tier bad, but I feel like I'm trying to. <laughs> okay, I feel like Sigourney Weaver's character has a more realistic. I feel like she can see more of what's going on like i feel like she should be able to game theory this thing out in a way like why is she participating also yes but she's also in active opposition and from the moment the movie begins the scientists are considered the necessary evil from the corporation like the necessary expense from the corporation's coffers in order to look good on the PR side of things. And Sigourney Weaver and her team are aware of that, and they are Mm -hmm. further aware of the deeper connections of everything, and they're trying their best to oppose the corporate endeavor by putting themselves and the schools and whatever the the fuck they can between them and the mining operation. I'm just saying, I'm not... okay. Again, yeah, I'm not this defending is, this the white saverism, but <laughs> I understand what you're saying. I just feel like this is very much like this feels to me like the kind of conversation you hear about people in the Trump administration who are like, "Well, I got to stay in because if I weren't going to do this, like, who, uh, okay, like what horrible yeah. person would show up and do it?" Yeah, no, I don't that's know. Fair. But I mean, again, this is a movie. It's a different universe. Trump hadn't been elected. This is 2009. I don't really want to talk about Trump, even though I literally brought him up. But (laughs) I just also I think we're we're missing the part. One thing that we're we're, we haven't touched upon is that it's not like Sigourney Weaver's character is just like you know they're learning the stuff, is aware of this is going on. She's actively trying to convince the middle management there, Parker, that what they're doing is is wrong, right? Like. Yes. yes, that's what I'm trying. <laughs> that's what I'm getting at. And like, okay, 
I'm not, I don't know. The movie at the very outset puts Jake Sully in between three worlds, right? He's got the corporate, greedy, militaristic interests. He's got the science team trying to fulfill whatever, I don't know, ends that they're after. And then the actual Navi. And the Navi are mm-hmm. teaching him all their things because he's this apparently dopey, interesting, attractive male. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Why? I think that, like, not in terms of objective reality within the movie, but just in terms of, like, my personal feeling. I mean, Jake Sully's the worst, right? <laughs> yeah. So that's really, like, to bring this full circle, Forrest, you asked yeah. us what we thought of about Jake Sully. I think he's terrible, and I think he's this blank slate dropped in between these three opposing forces, and none mm-hmm. of them are inherently evil or good except for the capitalists, right? Like, so you got Mm -hmm. the scientists after whatever the fuck they're after and the natives trying to defend themselves. And then the capitalists trying to blow up their home and take the unobtainium. Mm -hmm. So what, what is Jake Sully? I think Jake Sully is exactly what you, I think he is the everyman. I think, cause I think if you look at everyone's motivations, it is to use Jake Sully as an insight into the enemies. It's, the Navi are trying to teach yeah. him so they understand the ways of their enemies. The scientists are trying to use him to understand what the military is doing. And the military is exactly. using him to try to understand what the scientists exactly. are doing. Exactly. So let's bring it down to Jake Sully by himself. Is he an amoral character or not? I would say he is a victim of all three sides. Therefore, mm. isn't the main character. He's just merely oh. the engine by which things change. Then who's the main character? The main character, I would posit, is actually Natiri. Okay. And the reason I say that is because she follows a feminist hero, a heroine's journey, where her home is threatened, it gets destroyed, she follows it backwards, it doesn't get resolved through a man necessarily, though Jake Sully and her are a thing. The point is, is that she and her people ultimately prevail against huge odds, right? So anyway, the point is, is that Ntiri is actually the main character in the story because Jake Sully is a blank slate that she imprints her own personality on. Does that make sense? Yeah, I mean, this kind of gets back to what I think this kind of gets back to what Brent was saying, where the tree like the squid things falling from the tree when they when they first get to the tree land on jake yeah him and right, like yeah, prove yeah. prove that he is like quote unquote like has a good spirit the or whatever chosen. yeah whatever yeah and i feel like that has to happen because and you have to accept that as the audience because otherwise it doesn't make any sense what okay. happens next <laughs> okay. yes but think about it like every action in the movie that features the native people has natiri at its center that moment where jake is surrounded by the floaty seeds she's there when jake shows up on the back of the giant bird dragon monster which is a thing the that's it the taruk makto or whatever well he's she's the center of it yeah she is always the center of the action I argue that Natiri is the main character. So I think we're, I think, so yes, there, the show, the movie does suffer from white savior complex. Absolutely. No doubt about that. However, I do think that we are undercutting AOA's role 
in you know the whole there's the whole pure spirit thing yada yada white savior stuff but also if we are to believe what Sigourney Weaver's character is saying Aowa isn't like just like some you know metaphysical god it is literally like a super intelligence so it's possible that you know while we mentioned the scientists in the military and the navi it's possible that Aowa was also trying to use Jake Sully for its end seeing it as a means of protecting itself right so a was the main character yes i think i think i think <laughs> that, oh, that I mean, is no i i, I, I think that that, that is <laughs> i think that that is dangerous dan- like not dangerous harmful but like i think that is weird rhetoric to chase down and i'll tell you why because that's not told to us or shown to us like that you know like one of the one of the lesser complaints about the movie is that unobtainium for me is a dumbass fucking name <laughs> what Except what i have wait hold go on ahead. hold on why do you hate that? Because it's an actual scientific term. I don't think it's a scientific term. It is a no, no, it is. No, no, no it it's is. not. You're, you're you're thinking of there's no such element as you're talking about when an element hasn't been named yet, but there's none that's unobtainia. It's a it's like Correct. a MacGuffin term. Yes, exactly. Right, but it's but, an actual scientific but, term. Yeah, it's it's, but I, I think it's rarely used in the media. Okay, so what what's your problem with unobtainium? As as, as a trope name, who cares? Right. But that as a literal. Anyway, part of it is that. Uh, Brent, I, is... I, I laughed the first time I heard it. I yeah, was like, but it literally <laughs> entered the zeitgeist in this movie. But part of it is that I think there is an actual name for the material that isn't unobtainium. Okay. But that that is gathered to apocryphal, like not apocrypha. What is the. The word for like stories like outside extended of the universe, story. extended apocrypha. universe bullshit. Yeah. Oh, it is apocrypha. So that is gathered yeah, in the, the apocrypha. Yeah, the right word. But that doesn't. That's not enough, dude. Like, it's not. If it's in the movie, like the core, your core canon pieces don't. If they don't present that information, then that information might, might as well not exist. You can use it okay, in some okay, instances okay, if it's like whispered on. to. But like, I get. I agree with Dane that it's not unfeasible. Unfeasible that the the massive planet size brain is playing 8d chess sure that is a possible explanation but we weren't really told that you know i don't think there's anything in the movie that communicates that that was what was happening what was communicated was that jake sully is pure of heart which is like patently untrue based on his actions and attitude I will back Correct. going back going back a little bit. Think I think Natiri is great. <laughs> I think Natiri is amazing, <laughs> and I think uh, she's the main character. But all right, unobtainium. <laughs> so, what's your consideration about this? You just don't think it was a good. What What is any MacGuffin? What is a tesseract? What is you know, no, 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 no. The, what the I'm Maltese saying, the Falcon. point, the point of the unobtainium is that's why I said it was like a low tier complaint. That okay. it has okay. a dumb name it doesn't matter. Yeah, I no, think it's a dumb name, it but there's a. I think that there's an actual name for the material, is what I'm saying. But because oh, that so information you're isn't presented, their own. No, no. What I'm saying is that it doesn't matter that unobtainium, unobtainium has an actual name in the apocrypha. It's a stupid name that's presented to us. So, like, if the if the defense for unobtainium is well, there's an actual name. It's Illyridium, right? Whatever the fuck. That doesn't. Sure. None of that information should be presentable as evidence for that argument because it's not part of the main through material. Like all of in Star Wars, all of the backwards sidetracking 
excess material that oh, makes some yeah, of the yeah, poor decisions yeah. I, that I, I happen understand. in the movies don't fucking matter like to me but that's not the, that's not to harp on unobtaining i think that's that's kind of a low level silly that's silly but it doesn't matter right that doesn't ruin the movie you know what i mean i think it's just silly but that my point is that i don't care that the, that 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 we could make arguments about the tree having played 8D chess because that's not what the movie tells us. Okay. Presenting that the tree has making this decision on Jake that because he is like pure of fucking heart, like that he's a good person is what I'm saying. So I think what I'm understanding is that we all agree that Jake Sully is a complicated character who isn't morally just. I think Dane does not agree with that. <laughs> I don't think he's complicated by any means. I agree with uh, Dane. Do I don't you think, think it's complicated. He's morally just i you or know I, a I, blank I, slate? I i honestly jake Sully is a is a really shallow character i mean he is That's he's what just I'm, like you said he's okay. there to progress the story he is yeah. more of a a means he's to a an catalyst. end than a character yeah absolutely and that's so he's morally neutral i or think what dane is some responsibility dane if i if i may i think what you're struggling with is that his that his, some of his behavior is shitty and bad most of it is, but that if you were to condemn him as a morally unjust or just character, that that would exclude the ability for all of us to change and grow. And that's like a, that's like a black and white. Is that maybe where you're leaning in? Yeah, on, I think your, so. Yeah. Because I, even though I, even though I was the biggest pitchfork against Jake Sully, I do understand that there is the risk of, of saying that just because someone is bad, they don't have the ability to change. I think what bugs no, me the most. I'm not saying Sully, that at all. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and I don't think any of us are. I think what bugs me about Jake Sully is not that he can't grow as a person or not that any of these people can't grow and change or become better, is that he's presented as not bad throughout the whole thing. He gets he gets the green light send-off from, from the tree immediately and then proceeds to do shady stuff again, like the, where he's like okay. pointing out the best places to bring the planes in to bomb their fucking houses yeah. or whatever. Like That's what yeah, bugs no, me that, is that... Yeah. Yeah. Okay, okay. Actually, I was going to use the exact same scene to push against that so the scene where he's talking about the structure of the home tree the scientists are watching him do that and that's when they know he's been compromised mm. so i actually no you're right disagree. I, i'm i may be forgetting small parts of it so there yeah, is well, a little bit of like narrative yeah there's a little bit of narrative Again. condemnation of his actions well, yes, there is narrative condemnation because that's when they take him up to the the floating mountains or whatever. The Hallelujah Mountains. Him. Thank you. They they take him away from the center of power because they think that by doing so, he will be more inclined to support the natives and their agenda, which actually ends up being true. Yeah, that's fair. I, I mean, I what I going back away, pulling away from. The moral stuff. Yeah, let's let's get away from Jake. Clearly, this is a minefield. I think the the Hallelujah Mountains are the only cool visual thing for me. I mean, obviously, when I first saw the movie, everything was like, "Oh, this is all so competent that my uncanny valley is triggering significantly less than it would have in any other movie that would have attempted this before that, and in most movies that have attempted something similar since Avatar, right? Like. There's not, there's, there's, of course, you cannot, it's kind of, it's un, without reproach, to be honest, the level of competence that is, that is like displayed in the, in the technical aspect. That being said, I don't think it's a particularly beautiful movie. <laughs> like, I don't think it's, 
okay. stunning per se. Like the competency is high. There's a lot of interesting things. I think that all of the animals being roughly like, weird, the same shape. Yeah, roughly the same same shape and also all having similar features with each other. I know that, that there is something to be said about like what we evolutionary about biology. Thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah I was gonna say, I think actually from an evolutionary biology standpoint, I think they did. No, 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 no. We just said we know. <laughs> no, Dane, thank you for pointing that out. <laughs> Sorry, I appreciate Dane. it. You're, you're absolutely uh, right. I'm the white savior of this podcast, actually. <laughs> okay, so. I'm sorry. Unless most of you are white, so I wish you guys were going to be fighting I don't, with each other. I don't role. know what you're talking about. I uh, look at my skin and I see nothing. It's translucent. But I, but I don't think it's. I think it's kind of a flat movie aesthetically. I'm curious about what you guys think about it because you've seen it more recently and you've also had the benefit of like, like I saw it pre Endgame, Infinity War, which I'm not right. implying okay. are particularly beautiful movies. Do you know what I mean? I'm just saying that they're like another landmark CGI fests. Um, does anyone does anyone want to feel this because I have my own personal opinion about it? I mean, my quick thing, I like literally just watched this movie and I feel like some of the lighting in the 3D effect scenes is very reminiscent of like that sort of like Pixar film quality where they have I forget all the technical terms, but it's like loam lighting. Like there's like specific terms that reference how they light 3d animated scenes and i'm like oh this looks like a pixar film from like a certain era however that's just because it's 14 years old right (laughs) like and that and that's what i'm getting at dane do you want to chime in before i do yeah i mean i think it was a very pretty world i think from my own taste and stuff like that i do get wrapped around more about the world building aspects and the believability and i do like james cameron's incorporation of like bioluminescence and a lot of hexapedal stuff. I thought that was really cool. I mean, I think they did a good job capturing that the human spaces were felt very sterile, very gunmetal and bleak. I think he did a really good job capturing a unique feel of the Navi architecture and, and everything like that. I, I, yeah, I think it's visually sticks with me a lot. So here's my point. I think the problem with looking at this movie from 14 years in the future is that we all forget just how awful CGI animation was before this movie, which is my point about the Star Wars prequels. It's my point about even Lord of the Rings, which, and God forbid, if anyone actually remembers the sci-fi original made-for-TV movies, CGI was not really a viable technology in terms of how well the Uncanny Valley worked. So this movie came in and showed us all how well it could. And sure, the lighting doesn't look necessarily that great. It looks a little like a Pixar movie, which, you know, you say that and I think of the scenes from Toy Story and I'm like, yeah, no, that's correct. But the movie proved what it could be like to have animals from a previously unknown genome look completely convincing alongside a evably human-made mech. I think Avatar did a great job with its CGI, even though it's 14 years old. Forrest, I want to bump back to you. Did you have any other thoughts about the aesthetics? Um, if not, that's fine. I'm not going to force you to say anything. But No, uh, I can only think of the thing. Anything? The thing is, I can't put myself back in 2009 and then watch <laughs> other movies from the time and then not know about movies from the future. You know what I mean? 
<laughs> so I'm not well, sure if I have like, anything. What do you think, what, like, what do you think about it recently? What do you think about how it looks today? It like looks. I mean, today. it looks pretty good, honestly. Like I was saying, you can definitely tell that it's a little bit of an older film, but I don't think that makes it look bad exactly. Sorry honestly, if I as based on my most recent rewatch, like the one thing that sticks out is the thing that's aged a little bit is like the six-legged panther things. Like those, the I know exactly what you're talking about now, Forrest. The lighting on those is a little like uncanny valley now by today's standards. Mm-hmm. And I'm watching that on like an OLED TV, so it's like super poppy, you know. But I think a lot of the the flora, I think, are, it looks really good still. It's just it's just kind of some of the more motion stuff that looks a little uncanny valley at this point. What about like the flying creatures? I don't think anything particularly offensive there, but I don't know. Did James Cameron use some practical effects for that, or was it all CG? I don't know. He did mostly CG. Like the the movie is almost all an homage to the early two thousand CG technology that could happen. Yeah, there's a lot of CG. I mean, definitely there are some practical effects and sets, but largely CG. What about their faces? How do you guys feel about the the face tech? The the blue people face tech. Yeah the the Navi. And again, I personally was like, there are a few moments that were rough, but ultimately yeah, I forgave it in the movie, s- right? yeah. Exactly. And I forgave it in the same way that I forgive, like, I don't know, the troll in Moria in Lord of the Rings, the first. Yeah, that was like, yep. rough. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just like, you know, sometimes things just aren't going to look as good. But aged rough, yes. But compared to the troll from Harry Potter of that oh the first Harry Potter movie. That's my but that's my point. Yeah, like contemporary. And those but those movies came out at the same time ish. So uh they yeah, I think there is a there's a so you can see like the level of care. Right. And, and you know and, how and historically I've been very anti Lord of the Rings, but after we did those, like we rewatched those first la- couple of movies. I am aggressively, aggressively, aggressively defensive of those three movies now. I know, they're amazing. <laughs> anyway, the point is, is that I feel, maybe it's just my inherent nature, but like I feel the same way about Avatar the First as I do about those movies where I'm just like, y'all forget just how amazing they were in their moment in time and that they still stack up is impressive. Yeah, I have the opposite thought i don't remember being impressed and i don't remember being like there was a brief moment in time where people were like painting themselves blue like there was an obsession right with this movie i never had that yeah well okay i'm not defending that at all well i'm not i'm not and and neither am i condemning it right i don't have an opinion about that what i'm saying is that i wasn't taken by it then i'm not taken by it now i'm still more impressed by the cg like if we're talking about what cg can do I think a whole CG movie almost never impresses me. And this is not like a, a blanket condemnation of the thing, right? I think this is my personal taste. Never impresses me more than like CG used as a precision tool. Like, for example, right. Jurassic Park Man. talked about it. That T-Rex, yeah, that T-Rex paddock scene to this day impresses me much more than all of Avatar. The alien, I think, is more from like from Alien is more impressive to me. The Terminator is more oh, impressive man. than me. D- okay, so if we're talking Brad, about James, absolutely, thing. you're absolutely right. And I think, at least speaking from my own personal perspective, we all would agree that practical effects are our personal preference. 
everybody else thoughts <laughs> yeah it was funny i recently watched i think i mentioned this in a previous podcast but i watched the movie willow which came out in 1989 yeah there's a lot of practical effects in that they, they also do like some early like video editing stuff and it look it, it looks weird but at the time it was like super cutting edge so it's really interesting to see like you know kind of what what they did with the tools available to them at the time and really gives a, a appreciation to like the end stage of like video editing before CG really became a thing. You know what I mean? Cause they were doing I these do. techniques by like modifying film, right? They didn't, weren't oh, using yeah. it digitally on a computer. So it's, yeah. And it's... that was early Lucas technology. That was before yes, yes. empire, I think. Uh, no, it was 89. So I think, uh, uh way off. Excuse me. Willow came on 88. 88. Sorry. Yeah. Either well, that, way, I'm you know, practically, off, practically doesn't matter. But yeah, they were very close to. They were still pre CGI, right? They're still pre. Like, yes, that's, like what, I'm, that's still, what I'm saying. Yeah, it was yeah. like late video editing, so by that standard, it was good. But it was pre CGI. I still think Willow is a great movie. I I like the show more than I like the movie. The movie was a little weird. <laughs> Have you seen the well, show? Yeah, Adam? I've been watching the show. Yeah. Well, Dan, I know uh, you watched. Adam, have you seen the show? Oh. I have watched the first two episodes. I have liked it a lot. I still think the the movie fills that nostalgia category of like right. Dark Crystal, The Tenth Kingdom, Labyrinth. It's weird and I love it. And that I or Hobbit, the 1970s animated series, like they all are weird and kind of horrifying. But, the Hobbit you know, they mattered a lot to me as a child. The Hobbit is an ugly movie, but I, I completely yeah. understand what you yeah. mean by 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 it being like ingrained in your memory because of its choices. Yep. And, mm-hmm. uh, yep. Some of it by four, you know. Uh, hey, Dan. And I so think it, you're the so only was Willow. <laughs> I, true. It is of that ilk. The eighties, like the eight late. late you know 70s exactly what I'm talking about. Like it's got a flavor. Yeah, the late seventies, early and eight, all of the eighties, like the never, yep. like never ending story. And yes, exactly, exactly that. I grew like up all on that the stuff is haunting. Story. Yeah. Oh, so uh, much so. Dan, you're the only I know this is um, I think we're I think let's give let's give Avatar a max score. <laughs> I'm gonna say Avatar the first is two out of six for me. <laughs> wow. Ooh, slam. <laughs> out of three. Seven out of nine. I'll do four out of six. I still enjoyed it. I mean, I feel like we said a lot of negative things in this episode, but I still enjoyed watching the movie. And yeah, going like I'm actually surprised, Dane, that you went that high, but I'm going to actually go with the same score. Seven out of nine. It's it's very good. But, you know, it does suffer in the rewatching. Like I said, I, I think when I, I think when I first when I first saw it when it came out and I didn't really do a lot of thinking about it, I think I would have probably given the score a much closer to perfect score. And then as time went by, I'd say my my idea of it decreased. And then having rewatched yeah. it, having having a having a complete shift in, in my consumption of media and my political ideology, I I do have an appreciation for it more so than I did originally. So, uh, and I can't I can't separate the politics from the media I consume, right? I think that you know visually we can you know we can complement it. Stories, you know, the the white savior is problematic, but I think on the whole. Politically, I, I, I think there's a lot of good storytelling there. And uh, I think he continues that in the second one as well. It is very anti-capitalist, Dan. 
Dane, I, I think you're probably the only other person who could have seen this. I have not, but you're like the other big Marvel guy. Have did you watch the holiday special from from? Yes, I did watch the Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special. Yes, should I watch it? <laughs> no. <laughs> uh my dad actually really enjoyed it it's it's a fun romp i like if i if you like mantis as a character it's it's very much focused on her drax is dave batista just has so much fun as drax that's really good and then there isn't a lot of the other guardians but the parts that are in there i really love karen gillen as nebula because you could just tell she has so much fun with the role it's it's great so i should watch it I think yeah, it's short, it's sweet, it's not a huge investment. Um, yeah, I, I did, did you watch? Did you watch Werewolf by Night? I have not watched that. Is that worth checking out? I haven't seen it either. I was gonna. I was hoping you would tell me <laughs> if I should watch it or not. Oh, has anyone hoping... seen Werewolf by Night? No, but no. I did see Glass Onion in a completely unrelated note. How should is that? I watch Glass Onion. Uh, which one? The 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 one Knives on Out sequel. On? Yeah, yeah. Is there another? I glass onion? Sorry, I confuse love... I can I confuse knives out and glass onion. I've made one of them the main and one of them the subtitle when it was the other way around. That's why Knives I Out that. is the main. Mm-hmm. Glass Onion is the subtitle. But Adam, your thoughts I on would onion. love to talk about it with you all because I have a lot of feelings about it. Yeah, I watched it too. I think we should all watch it. I don't know okay. if you like it or not, genuinely. I love Knives Out. If I love Knives Out, will I like Glass Onion? Shrug. I didn't see Knives Out. Wow, that's a very that was a very uh, weighted shrug there, Adam. I'm I'm willing to I'm willing to accept a shrug. I'm very confused by Forrest having not seen the first one. (laughs) Knives Out. Knives Out was a very good movie. Glass Onion. I would like to discuss. (laughs) <laughs> okay <laughs> we'll do we'll do it too does that help did i i feel like i need to watch knives out now <laughs> we'll do it too for you watch, should watch it's a good a movie okay. watch knives out and then we'll come back we'll do that but, so my my friend at the comic ahead. book shop who is a is a really he consumes a lot of media he's 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 got to, he went to school for i believe production or something like that he doesn't use it but he really liked glass onion a lot so his his opinion definitely carries a lot of weight, and he actually went and saw the like one week it was in theaters. So I'm not saying it's a bad movie. I'm saying I would like to discuss it. Got it. I really want to know now, but I suppose it'll have to wait. I will renew my or I'll get in, into a Netflix account because I actually canceled my Netflix because I they were cracking down on account sharing, and I've got people. I just didn't want to deal with that shit, but I should be able to access an account to watch it. All right then. So this has been your episode of Pop Culture Cake. Once again, you cannot reach us at any socials, but you can reach us at popculturecake.com at, or excuse me, popculturecake at gmail.com. And we will talk to you the next time we have a thing, which should be relatively soon. Uh, wh- Go for it. Go for it. I believe I'm, in you. Uh, I'm I'm trying, you know. He's rusty. I I <laughs> hey, hold on. I'm trying, all right? I know. I'm supporting you. I see 
I, God, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I will shut up. I see you, pop culture cake audience. Uh, welcome to fuck. Where? Hey, we're here. No, that was good. Uh, that was good. Yeah, I like no, it. I'm keeping I it. I'm, 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 Brent. Do, I'm, do, do you want another stab? Because you get another no. stab. Okay. Okay. I was, I, I was really just gonna push through. He, he, he got it. Everything is in the show. No, the he show. did. I just. Going. Like we the, well, now, I, now, now we have cut. to now we now we have to do it again, dude. No. It's fine. Don't let Adam bully you, bro. <laughs> I I feel I yes. Feel bullied my bullying of it's fine. <laughs> the the most gentle the most gentlest bullying. One uh, of you is yeah, one of you. Like, I love you, you and I believe in you. <laughs> that can that can be toxic bullying. Not yeah, not uh, not you not, know. Not from you generally, but like you know, there is like a there is definitely scenarios. Uh, somebody's chairs, some, somebody's creaking. We're, I'm gonna do it again, but somebody's chairs creaking, and I'm gonna lose my brain. That's, that's part of what I was, I was flipping out about internally. Well, of course, now they decide the little the the rascal decides not to do it now. Wait, let me <laughs> keep walking. I'm walking in circles, and I'm wondering if you're hearing my feet patter patter. No. Dan, would you like lean in your chair a little bit? Yeah. Oh, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> well, is this, is this, this B-Conta right here at the end? Oh, all okay. of this is. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I'm cutting all of this. Yeah. yeah.